Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. Elliot with us for the rest of this hour. Today's program sponsored by Guided Adoring Window. 20% off all windows and doors. No money down. If you're to pay off interest free, call Guided Adoring Window today at 877-GO-GUIDA or visit gogida.com. All right, on the Sixers front, and this is your uh, this is your podcast partner, clap your hands, Kyle yes. Newbeck reporting on the Philly Voice with this. couple things. First of all, the draft's coming up Thursday night, I believe. Per Kyle? Um, well, that's no. that's just the case. But um, so the uh, the Sixers don't have a draft pick because Correct. they don't have their first, and they lost their second round pick because of the PJ Tucker collusion. Yep, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were penalized. Was it two second round draft two second picks? Round. For well, I think it was tampering. one for PJ, and for PJ one for, Tucker, and then one for Daniel House. Think about that. Yeah. Well, I tell you, Daryl Morey is just—he's been a little reckless with the draft picks. <laughs> yes, really. I mean, he gave up two firsts for Harden. Which was worth it, but still, like he's just been kind of handing these picks out. Sure, he doesn't care. If it doesn't work, he's gonna he's gonna be gone. Yeah, he'll be gone by twenty twenty nine. Right. Um. So so he's trying to buy. Before we get to t- Toby here, he's trying to buy a second round draft pick because they don't have anybody. They look mm-hmm. at a, a second round pick if they get the right guy as a potential rotation piece because they listen. They need they need help going forward here, inexpensive rotation piece. So they're looking for a second round draft pick, which is. Yeah, they got to get more players that fit uh, fit Nick Nurse's style. You know, like switchable on defense, 3 and D, those type of guys. And A, those guys are expensive on the free agency market. And so with with the Embiid's max salary, Maxi will soon be max. uh, Harden will be close to it. You have to find cheap talent. Yep. All right, so on Tobias Harris. According to Kyle, he spoke with, uh, obviously, some some people in the organization or some type of a source, and he says that um, one source familiar with the Sixers thinking urged caution when asked that they deal for Tobias Harris could materialize this week, suggesting there was no real traction on a deal at present and that the team wouldn't rush into a deal just to trade Harris for the sake of it. So he's looked at by many as being the last possible chip to take his expiring contract of $39 million and get some players that maybe are better options than Tobias Harris, but you're going to take on additional years of contracts. That's why teams would more or less have a salary dump. And then they could clear clear cap space with uh, with Tobias Harris. You think that would be wise to hang on to Tobias Harris, Elliot? So I would I would trade Tobias. I would. I mean, if you can get Zach Levine for him, I would absolutely do that. I think that one way they can improve this team obviously is turning that thirty seven million Tobias makes into better players. Whether it's one one player or two rotational guys, Tobias fits in nicely with this team. I think he's shown a willingness to change his game. Good locker room guy. So. They bring him back next year. They're still title contenders, and they'll have a chance to, to win the title. But turning Tobias into something else and better is could be the reason that they they win the title. So on Thursday night, I would absolutely, if I'm from the Sixers, look to try to move him. Uh, it's advantageous to move him before July 1st because of the new CBA. After the new CBA, they can't take back as much money as they'll be able to now. So you could argue Tobias's value will never be higher than it is on Thursday night. Um, so this is where Maury has to find find a good deal. I wouldn't just trade him for anybody, like I said, but I, I would clearly trade him if the right move came along. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. If you give me – obviously I would need to see the end results of the trade, but for the right player, yeah, or players, uh, I don't have a problem moving Tobias. I know he's not going to be here after next year, but this is the team – that you hope is good enough to contend. And if you're bringing James Harden back to go along with Maxie 
and Joel Embiid, you obviously feel like they should be a contending mm-hmm. type of team. And Tobias is a part of that as far as I'm concerned. You're looking at a six eight guy uh, that doesn't command a lot of shots, that plays without the basketball, uh, but does have the ability to score. And when you're looking at the regular season, more importantly, when you're going to be resting some of these guys, a guy like Tobias can get you 20 a night yep. if he has to during the season, if Embiid's not playing or if Harden's not playing that night. And now Tobias is going to get more shots. Tobias might also be might be their second-best isolation player. I mean, with Maxi not really there yet. I would yet. agree, yes. Harden, I would agree. Harden can do it at times, but in terms of just give him the ball and you feel the best about him creating versus his own guy, he's up there. So I think the, the desperation to trade Toby, for me, is tied to the frustration of how the season ended. This team was close to winning the title last year. If you bring back the same team, they'll be close again. So I, I'm not just messing up what they have just to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Kyle wraps it up by saying, keep your expectations in check this week as the phones heat up over the next two days. The Sixers could find themselves with a major opportunity on their hands, and their trade for DeAnthony Melton on draft night 2022 came somewhat out of the blue, but the likeliest outcome in the short term is minor maneuvering and then a dramatic pause before James Harden makes his big money decision to open July. So then we just kind of wait. So after the draft, and maybe there'll be some minor moves, but then you're waiting for Harden to sign, and then... Seeing what you can do from there. Yeah, and I think Harden is going to resign. I agree. I don't you. think he's going to go to Houston. I think he'll be back. To me, it's just a matter of his uh, his current cap hold, I believe, is $37 million. That would be his opt-in number. It's really how much above that does he get. Does he get close to $50 million? Are we looking at $40, 40. million around there? Um, and then also the years. I think he'll get at least two years, but are they willing to give him a player option for a third year, which – is in some ways really just a three-year deal because you would think there's a really good chance he opts into that final year two years from now. So um, I think he'll definitely be back. It's just a matter of how how much over that that opt-in number they can be able to get him at. Yeah, I think we all agree that's the most likely situation. That and it's the back. best situation. Um, I mean, I don't think it's great. It, it it's the most likely situation. I don't. I don't mean that. Like, how many how many people are excited about James Harden coming back and more or less running it back? Maybe a trade Tobias. Well, I understand people aren't excited about it, but I think people should be excited about it, and I think people should look at what they did last year and say that they had a real chance to win the title. So, if you have a chance to improve the team, yeah, they should do that. But the team, as constructed, was arguably a top three team in the NBA last year, mm. and now I think they're going to have a better head coach in Nick Nurse, and I think internally they probably view Nurse as a real addition. And I think they think Maxie's going to take a big step. Whether he will or not, we'll see. But I don't think the Sixers have that same level of desperation to feeling like they need to really alter what's going on as as the fans do. Yeah, and they shouldn't. And they shouldn't. Um, Nick Nurse didn't take this job looking for a reclamation project mm-hmm. uh, to start over. Um, you don't pass up the opportunity to coach Giannis and, and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to come here for uh, some sort of process Rebuild, 2.0 yeah. so and Daryl Morey is not interested in that or if he didn't think he had a chance to win yeah and, and so I, I say that to say um, the team is going to be in pretty much the same position we'll see what they do with the role players can they get a little more athletic can they get mm-hmm. younger you know can you bring a Robert Covington back here you know something like that bring bring in a player like that you're going to need I don't know if there was a move that could have excited the Sixers fan base, right? Nobody wanted Bradley Beal, right? Which I, I didn't which get. I don't understand, but yeah. nobody wanted Bradley Beal, yeah. so so that wasn't going to excite you. So what will excite you? 
Trading I, like what will right? excite no, no, nothing that's realistic. Well, yeah. see, and see, yeah, the idea of just getting rid of people right. just to, for the sake of getting rid of them, that's why the Sixers shouldn't be listening to fans. I agree. That's not how you run an organization. So just to get make people happy, let let uh Harden walk for nothing or let him or trade away and be for draft picks or something like that, just for the sake of changing it? No, because then guess what? Fans aren't gonna be happy a year from now. If those players aren't here, if those players aren't here, you aren't going to be happy again next year. Mm. All right, uh, Elliot, you also had said that uh, would you Zion Williamson is obviously being dangled or discussed yeah. out there, and Tobias Harris is their one chip. Would you trade Tobias Harris for Zion? Absolutely not. I have no interest in bringing in Zion. I think by the time December comes around, Zion could be the worst contract in the NBA. He's played like 30% of his games in four years. He doesn't shoot the ball from deep. Frankly, he's kind of like just an overweight Ben Simmons in how he plays on offense. And I just think that he'll come here and it'll be a disaster. He doesn't look like it went well for him in New Orleans. I think the combo of Embiid, Zion, and Harden is a disaster waiting to happen. And as much as I get the I, I get the idea of taking a swing on Zion, I do understand, like, take a big swing. But I, I just think the the downside with Zion is way too risky. And if that doesn't work out, you find yourself in a truly terrible situation. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's if 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 the Sixers were in a different spot, I would feel differently about taking a swing because I, I, I believe he is talented. But like you had said, I mean, the availability and just I have a lot of questions about the other stuff too mm. with him. I just I don't know if he meshes well with Embiid on this team. Yeah, it's I gonna just, cost a lot of money. Yeah, I just like again take a swing with Toby, but I'd rather take that swing on Bradley Beal, someone you Agreed. know who had a longer contract, but I think fit in better here. Zach Levine, I think fits in better here. Zion, even at his best, I don't even see the fit with Embiid. Like you have to surround if your best player is going to be a, a center, you have to surround him with shooters. Zion does not shoot the ball from deep, and so basically, if you're going to make let Zion work where he's at the best, like down near the bucket in the post then what are you turning Embiid into, like a stretch five? That feels like a bad use of resources there, too. So I get the name of Zion, and he, he, he's he been exciting. And look, he has played well, like 27, 6, and 5. He has put up numbers. I just – he doesn't – he barely ever plays, and it, I would not take that risk. And Tobias, for as much as people don't like Tobias, he's healthy all the time. He's happy with his role on the team for the most part. You know it works with him on the team, and he's an expiring contract. Zion, I think, has five years left – starting this year at a really high number. Uh, and so the way we talk about John Wall's contract, like that could be Zion. That could be the next contract that's like that. Yeah, and I wouldn't have a problem doing it. I mean, you're talking about the potential of having a real generational type player. Ben Simmons had half the offensive skill that ben, uh, Zion had. Yeah, we, we Ben Simmons would have never been ran out of this city mm. for being the the, the – the player that he was. Zion's biggest issue is health and conditioning. Mm-hmm. That's that's his biggest issue. Other than that, there, there's there's nothing else. The Sixers haven't even seen a player since Charles Barkley comes close to Zion Williamson. Are you kidding me? Yep. Like, that's, that's a no-brainer. That's a, It'd be well worth the money because of the name, who he is, and potentially, I honestly think he doesn't like being in New Orleans. So I think if you put him, he wanted to be in New York – you put him in a big city on the East Coast, maybe he's a little more motivated. The Pelicans are never doing it, so it's a pipe dream. Yeah. We're just discussing it because you said you wouldn't do it. The, right. Pel- the Pelicans wouldn't do it. Um, but me, 
I'd, I'd give up Maxi for Zion. You'd give up Maxi for Zion? Yeah. No, I would. I would never give up Maxi for Zion. I just Maxi like so Zion. To your point, it's he, the potential. But he he also doesn't shoot the most important shot in the game, which is a major concern. Uh, the best player in the game shoots it one time a game. Well, Embiid, I, I think shoots it. More no, all I heard was all I hear is uh, Jokic is the best player in the game. Yeah, I don't think Jokic is. Well, that, but you're one person though. Right. But I'm well, just saying yeah. the majority of people feel that he is now that they won the title, and he shoots one three pointer a game. Yep. So don't tell me shooting three pointers is the way to go win. I just wouldn't build my team around <laughs> Jokic. So this is my opinion. I agree that. Would you, you know, build it around Giannis? I would. I mean, I would build around Giannis, and he, he doesn't shoot a three. He can't right. shoot threes That's either. One. That's one, but he's also a way better athlete than Zion. Than mm. Zion. All right, listen, we'll, we'll take a phone call in a second, but listen, guys, if you're uh, happy with the way your hair looks, then uh, you, you don't really care what I'm saying right now. But if you don't, and you have failing or thinning hand, hair, well, listen, if you're wearing your baseball hat or you're styling your hair differently, getting it cut differently, you can get your hair back without buying over-the-counter products that you're spraying or shampoos that are supposed to unclog your follicles. I'm talking about Dr. Glatt and his hair restoration procedure. Dr. Glatt and his hair team have the most experience and the most success in Philadelphia when it comes to hair restoration, and you can see it in his results. And if you'd like to see results, just go to his website, drglatt.com, D-R-G-L-A-T.com. Many before and after pictures. Or if you'd like to uh, call his office today, you can actually speak to his hair team right now. 610-980-4000, 610-980-4000, or drglatt.com. All right, Twitter questions brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. For the best selection of diamond engagement rings, visit the only local jeweler with over 2,005-star Google reviews. Visit marks-jewelers.com for more info. Um, most people believe Jalen Hurts is a Tier 1 quarterback like yourself and, and Ike there, Elliot. 76% last time that I looked. Yeah, Very convincing, too. Yeah. Uh, but like, but like, what you're doing is you're put. What I what I think you're doing is you're just putting them, putting him in the tier because he's the next guy that's that's there, right? Like, I don't. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is should be considered. A, I would put him above Justin Herbert. If I was redrafting the quarterbacks, or if I was drafting the quarterbacks, I would take Herbert over Hurts. But as far as what they've accomplished in the NFL so far, Jalen gives you a good balance of the intangibles you're looking for, the winning, and well, and the winning, and what he does out on the field. See, but the intangible thing to me, it matters. But also, if we were in a city like with uh, in Buffalo, we'd probably say Josh Allen has a great leadership intangible. We'd probably mm-hmm. say his thing about Patrick Mahomes. I bet you they say it about Herbert in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. the intangible is a nice thing. But to me, the reason Jalen gets in that tier one is the winning. That's why yeah. he gets in it. It's not, yeah. it's not his special arm talent. You know, he does take care of the ball, which is part of it. But Jalen is in that tier one because when Jalen is on the field, the Eagles win like 80% of their games. And – there, you can't you, – we, we can – you know, people can call in. People can list him wherever. The GMs can – if he wins all the time, he belongs in Tier 1. Mm. Go to Kevin in Philly. What's up, Kev? How are you? Hey. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. What up, dude? What's um, up, Kevin? I'm going to attribute my high blood pressure to Elliot Park. Oh, man. I've been, I'm a listener. I listen 14 hours a day. I listen on my way to work, while I'm at work, on my way to home. On my I appreciate way home. it. You are the most biased person the world has ever seen. Wow. Yes. In what way? And Jalen Hurts is not a top-tier quarterback. Okay. He does not have the arm talent. Last time I checked, he had a top-10 wide receiver. He had a top-15 wide receiver. He had a top-three tight end. He had the best offensive line in the NFL. And he had a top-two defense in the NFL. Yep. If you put Justin Herbert on the, team, on the Eagles team in the Super Bowl, they win. If you put Patrick Mahomes on the Eagles team in the Super Bowl, they win. You put uh, Aaron Rodgers on the team, they win. You put... 
uh, what's the guy in Buffalo? Josh Allen on the team, they win. He's not special. He threw for 3,701 yards, 22 touchdowns, and three interceptions last year. That is not MVP caliber play. He rushed for 13, well, 13 so rushing touchdowns. You seem like the one way more emotionally worked up about this than me. Like, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think that if you put those quarterbacks here in Philadelphia, they would also be successful. I agree with you on that. But the bottom line is Jalen is where he is, and the results are what they are. We can go through each of those other teams. Josh Allen, two elite receivers and a great defense. Joe Burrow, arguably the number one receiving core in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, the best head coach of all time and arguably a top five receiver if you want to include tight ends as receiver. So I agree with you. The Eagles are in a great situation, but those other quarterbacks are as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers played for Green Bay last year. Remember, Aaron Rodgers is the back-to-back MVP winner. He played for Green Bay with two rookie starting wide receivers, a crappy line, a a generationally awful defense, and he still Mm -hmm. put just as good numbers as Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but their team was terrible. Yeah, the team was terrible, but and he put up just as good numbers as Jalen Hurts. So well, I think he had. I think he had. Goals. I think he had almost twice as many interceptions for what it's worth. No, he he, did, he had more than twice. He had three times actually. Yeah. 26, 61, 26 and three. But he still put more touchdowns with a crappy team. Yeah, but you would you would you would agree line. that last year wasn't Aaron Rodgers' greatest year. But what I'm saying, year, Kevin, right? is you are diminishing Jalen's accomplishments because of what's around him. And in my opinion, you're ignoring what's around these other quarterbacks that are also great. I don't think so because Patrick Mahomes outside of Travis Kelsey, that's realistic. What does he? Yeah, but Andy Reid. Andy Reid is probably a bigger offensive asset than anybody Jalen has. I know he's not on the field, but in terms of an asset of helping the quarterback, Andy Reid, I think, is more beneficial than anything Jalen has. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a. I don't know about that. It's a big piece in the head coach. I mean, the the play caller. Yeah. What what roster would you rather have, top to bottom? The Chiefs are the – forget about the quarterback. The Chiefs are the are the Eagles. Well, all right, so we're removing the quarterback and the head coach and just the other 52, just the roster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would take the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would take the Eagles. Right. But I think we're – and I think Sirianni's a great head coach. I'm just saying what he did was he, he, he diminished everything Jalen did by great defense, all these skill players, blah, blah, blah. Those other teams also have – I mean, when, when Patrick Holmes came in the lead, he had Tyreek Hill and Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Though you could argue those are, is a better receiving duo than A.J. Brown and Devontae. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Jalen should be penalized for having talent around him. I've, I've never understood that argument. I've never understood the argument that a quarterback doesn't need talent around him. It's the, it's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, like Donovan, a prime of his career was essentially wasted with that thought process. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never understood that. Every quarterback needs great talent. You think Joe Montana didn't need Jerry Rice? John and Taylor, Roger, Roger, Roger Craig. Craig. Yep. <laughs> did you think he didn't need all those players well, around him? Well, just recently did we start wanting talent on offense. <laughs> with, yeah. with, with Carson, we were fine. Yeah, even even yeah, last year. Talent. But no, even last year, prior to A.J. Brown, when I was mad that what? the Eagles didn't get Tyree Kill, people were like, what are you talking about? It's not realistic for the Eagles to get Tyree Kill. Yeah. Like, why the hell not? No, they should. I mean, Elliott even still blames Carson for 2020. Yeah, that was 2018, I mean, my goodness, Elliot. you had yeah. Rager and Folsom <laughs> and a bunch Greg of Ward, yeah. yeah. The worst yeah. offensive line in football, everything. Yeah, yeah and they sucked. <laughs> Quez Watkins was <laughs> yes, uh, was the number yes. two last year, and that John was perfectly fine. But what I, what I don't get is when people do it for only Jalen. Like, to your point, I think it's okay to sit here and go, yeah. Josh Allen has a I ton of talent negative, around yeah. him. Yeah. Joe Burrow, a ton well, of talent Well, because how many teams have a top five offensive line, top five receivers, top five defense? 
Like the Chiefs. Well, weapons. so the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a top five, uh, arguably the best offensive line in football. Everyone ignored that in the Super Bowl, one of the but best. it is the truth. They have. You can argue the Bengals got the best receiving core in football. Yeah. and Easy. you could also say Travis Kelsey is the best receiver. It's if, just if, Travis Kelsey. I mean, Juju's no, a nothing. He's not even there anymore. Yeah, he's on New England. <laughs> and again, he has Andy Reid. Like that is a massive deal when we're, talking, yeah. when we're talking about offense and ability to succeed on offense. Did you say the greatest coach in football? I history? think he's a better. I think he's the best head coach in NFL history. They just always got to go. Why you got to? Because he coaches the most important side of the ball. Belichick hasn't well, done. Winning does matter. You remember Bill yeah, Walsh? Andy Reid has. What about Bill Walsh? That's before my time. I'm talking about. I'm talking about my lifetime. Okay. All okay. Right. I think Andy Reid. I love Big Red, but yeah, I can't say the best in he's history. Won, he's won without, without Mahomes, and he's won with Mahomes. Belichick has done nothing without Tom Brady. All right. Well, there you have it. Where did uh, Andy win without Mahomes? Well, he went to four NFC Championship games. He went to the Super Bowl. That's a lot of winning. He didn't oh, win oh, a, Super didn't Bowl, a Super Bowl. But, okay. Yeah, but I'm saying he, I, I, I was confused. He was there. winning double-digit games, you know, every year. That's not often. Belichick, that, has Belichick ever won double-digit games without Brady? How many games Maybe did once? Walsh win without Montana and Young? Yeah, and this is before my time. That's well, I'm just saying, well, every one of these great coaches need great quarterbacks. Agreed. I, I'm just saying. How I many did Vince Lombardi win without Bart Starr? I would put Andy. I, I don't know. <laughs> right, How many did Landry win without, win without Roger Starback? None. <laughs> First of all, I think they, the, the, they play better offense these days. But also, <laughs> I, I should rephrase it. I'll put Andy ahead of Belichick. And if Belichick right is now. considered the best head coach, then I would say Andy is. Right now, now you have him ahead. Not career-wise. He's not, he's not ahead of Coach Belichick. So when does, I w- if I was starting well, – let me ask you this. If you were starting a team – I don't care about any of that. I'm saying career-wise. Don't try to shape it so it fits your argument. Career-wise. That's what he does. Tom, I mean, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Stop he, it. I, Stop I, it. I, he's accomplished the most. I agree. But I think Andy Reid is a better head coach. I think he's Ellie, better at the job. It's oh, too God. late to start this yes. in the hour. I've said saying. this multiple times. I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. I love Coach Reed. If Tom, if, if Andy Reed had Tom Brady, he might have legit. I know if, Hell, if, he if, might have won the Super Bowl every if, single game. Like the last two minutes you've been if, on the air, if, I, don't, I don't need more heat coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Belichick's a great defensive there coordinator. If, 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 yeah. if, Ellie, can we get you in a can we get you in a uh, homemade submarine to go down and check out the Titanic? I mean, Titanic is my favorite movie of all time. So. You yeah. started it. Yeah, they say I look like Leo. A little bit. Oh yeah, you do a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little exactly. Bit. All right, Elliot. And, and Daryl Morey. I know. Daryl Morey's <laughs> me, Morey me in 10 years. Leo was me 10 years ago. Yes, hey, John. They, hey, Mark. How are you if doing? If they had a yeah. love child, it would be you. Well, All right. Thank you, Elliot. Basketball genius. Right. Appreciate it. All right, brother. All right, buddy. There he is, Elliot Short Parks. <laughs> On the other side, back into the tier discussion. Because it's a tier Tuesday, I Grace. Zach is ass. I'm ready to tear up as well as where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> is Jalen really a, a tier one Quarterback. Really? Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. Be honest. They don't want to be.